After Dark is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> Childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. There aren't that many podcasts that tell people to go and listen to something else, are there? All podcasts sit there. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the bar. I can't say that the audience haven't started clapping yet. There you go. I, I can always put some sound effects in later. They won't notice. Why did, why did they, what I want to know is, why did the studio audience decide not to clap until a predetermined point when we'd actually started talking? And if you'd notice, if anyone's actually that got nothing to do, that they time it all, they clap at exactly the same moment on every yep. intro. Yeah, but haven't you seen that bloke in the corner behind the jukebox machine with a board that says clap yeah, now? Hold it, clap. It's, yeah, that's it, yeah. it's him. He always, <laughs> always does it at the same time. I thought he was Hang just on, wandering that... around announcing his disease. I was going to say, I thought he was just warning everyone, don't come near me. <laughs> Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Diz After Dark. Yes, you heard us right, that's, that's the one. Uh, I'm Paul. Nick. Paul. <laughs> Short. Yeah, that's it. No, that's not my name, Paul Short. No, uh, no. And, and joining us uh, at, in the mouse's head tonight, um, would you care to introduce yourself? Ah, uh, hi. I'm uh, filmmaker Ben Lancaster, and uh, I'm working on a project right now that I guess I came to talk about. Yes, you did, um, and it's what yeah, it? it's quite an interesting project. So we're really, really looking forward to it. Ah, we'll give you enough chance to plug it. We give people plenty of time to plug stuff anyway. Okay. Sometimes too much time to plug stuff. <laughs> but I can already tell you're not going to be one of those people. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's start as we meet to go on. Gentlemen, what are you drinking? I'm in the Mexican pavilion tonight. I'll, I'll be joining uh, you in there in Epcot. a second. Well, you know, yeah. okay. Well, I've got a bottle of Dos... Lost Desperados. Oh! The desperate ones. The ones with tequila in? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers! I love Uh, a Desperado. What's Mexican for cheers? Well, whatever it is. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, though. Yeah. El Cheerio. El Cheerio. Yeah, from an English person, you say it a bit louder and you add an O at the end. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and wave your hands (laughs) about it. It's all right. Nick. Yeah, so, first of all, big up Colin French. Um, I was talking to him today, and uh, he said to me, Carling or Stella Artois, which do you prefer? And I said Carling. And I didn't really have a preference, but it did lead me to go on the way home and pick up a bottle of Stella Artois Seedler. Oh, from, uh, from last week? Okay. But Peach. Peach. Oh, interesting. So, hmm. Well, I'm hoping so. Now, the other thing I need to say is today's uh, edition of This After Dark is sponsored by Drugs. Uh, namely decongestants. So I'm not. <laughs> I wondered where we were going with that. <laughs> yeah, family friendly, right? Um, so I'm going to drink this and hang on. Oh, it makes for good radio. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I can't see what it tastes like. Sorry. <laughs> I really can't. You'll probably have I, a funny I have no you'll, taste buds. You'll have a furry tongue tomorrow. Oh, given it as peach. Oh, yes. I, you notice I, I inflected upwards at the end of that because it was alarmingly close to actually be, being a sigh, but I avoided it. Um, ben, mm-hmm. are you joining us with a beverage in the bar? Uh, why, yes, I am drinking the Right on Red Ale from Orlando Brewing. Oh, nice. Because Ooh. that, that you yeah. You're, I, I was you, surprised they have it into at the mouse's bar. head, but, yeah. you know, uh, it's an they, they have some imports, yeah. We do, we do. Um, I, I've obviously been shopping at the same shop as Mr. D. It, it must be something about the name Paul, the lack of hair, and, and everything, because that was me opening another bottle of Desperados as well. <laughs> <laughs> that momentary moment Dos of panic. Yeah, that, that moment of panic when you think, oh well, <laughs> I can't run and get another one now. <laughs> when Cheers. in doubt, tequila. Cheers, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Now, now if uh, if anyone wants to send us any beers 
any more beers from uh, an Orlando-based brewery yeah. or, or anything like that at all. We're open, we're um, open to sponsorship still. We yeah. are open to sponsorship still, but they can, of course, if they want to do it, contact us via our website at www.disafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. And they can find us on Twitter at disafterdark, facebook.com forward slash disafterdark, and we're also on micechat.com. We are, and it's my turn. Um, yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, lost careful. track. Uh, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, uh, Bebo, MySpace, and, and soon to be something else when we release a, our first record or something. We keep up. Yeah. And uh, as, as Benjamin can attest to, um, of course, um, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to be a bit more active on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this is how this interview's worked out today. Um, so uh, if you feel that um, you may have asked us stuff in the past and we've not got back to you very quickly, we are trying to um, be a bit more forward thinking there. So, uh, you know, by all means, give us a shout there. Yeah. Indeed. Um, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of, of your, your filmmaking career, would you mm-hmm. like a chance to plug where people could find you if you want them to? Um, well, uh, Facebook and everything is, is pretty much much just you know my personal stuff but the film itself is can be found at facebook.com slash waltz frozen head also at waltzfrozenhead.com and then the uh, twitter account is uh waltz frozen head with no o and frozen <laughs> Un- unfortunately I'm not, I'm... somebody had just snatched up that twitter handle um, oh, oh. I I, i'm gonna start calling it in our house just rosen Rosen. Yeah, because I'm banning the daughters from it because I don't. Right. I, I want no F in Frozen. <laughs> uh, but that was my pun for the day. Uh, yes, you heard right. Walt's frozen head. Right. I, I think we need to learn more. Um, okay. Well, um, the the film is called The Further Adventures of Walt's Frozen Head. Uh, we did film on uh, Magic Kingdom property without permission. Um, and the premise of the film is that uh, Peter, a low-level employee at the Magic Kingdom, goes down to the Utilidors one evening and runs into the room where they keep Walt Disney, um, who is now a head in the jar who they freeze out every year to get uh, consultation on the co- direction for the company. And Walt <laughs> has never been allowed to go and see his park, um, which of course opened several years after, uh, after he passed on and convinces this employee to kidnap him for a few days, take him up, show him the park. <laughs> and so, idea. I, I, that is stunning. And yeah. let me get, you filmed some of it within mm-hmm. the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Obviously without permission, much like the recent black and white weird, weird ass thing that went and did the rounds. Um, mm-hmm. Did this involve carrying around a stunt head? Uh, no. Okay. So, so Walt's head in the film exists in sort of a, a jar, a, kind of a, a box container, the sort of metal container. And then to get the the head into the park, they put it in a bag. And people can see screenshots of this if you uh, follow our Facebook or Twitter. But it's this large uh, uh, kind of duffel bag that's been modified, so it's got a flap in front that can be folded down. And then uh, through the magic of some CGI technology, you'll be able to see the head then in the in the bag when they fold the flap down. It looks like one of these like these cool bags that you take into the park. Is that- oh, oh, this is the opposite of cool. I mean, it's covered in Disney pins first of all, and then yeah. you know a large mouse ears applique on the side. You know, well, you know, Disney fans might find it cool, but uh, yeah. um, let's just say you wouldn't want to be taking it to school, you know, to middle school. You might get beat up. <laughs> Unless, of course, it had Walt's head. Oh yeah, thawing oh, out inside it. Um. I've, I've. This is the sort of thing that obviously you see and, and mutter about. How did the conversation go? That yourself and is, is there a bit of a, a team of you or, or a crew? No, no. There's a there's you... a pretty large team. Uh, um, our regular shooting production team is up to about fourteen now. We had about five people who were really involved at that early stage um, as far as doing all the shooting in the park. Um, but you know, the conversation initially started as a joke and, you know, I'm, I'm joking with some of my other filmmaker friends and we're talking about potential movie ideas we've got coming up. And then, you know, um, the further adventures of Walt's frozen head kind of stuck as a title. 
and we developed it further and, and started looking to see, hey, is there actually a script here? Or is this just a one-off joke? And I think we found something that's uh, going to be pretty cool. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, how how much further can we delve into it without going into spoilers? Oh no! But, but well, um, yeah, yeah. How how much of a spoiler do you need to be that you know, Walt's heads there? So, Carry on. I was just going to ask about the, you know, the actual the difficulties or the practicalities of, of trying to shoot in the part and what that was like and what you had to go through to, to get the footage. Was that difficult? You know, we were really surprised at how little we got hassled the whole time. Um, you know, we, we came in with um, sort of a, a camera on a monopod. You know, it's a long selfie stick that sort of reaches yep. the ground. Mm. Um, so I, I was really hoping that Disney was not going to ban selfie sticks prior to our production. But we, we made it through. So long as they ban them prior to the next time we go, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, I'm trying to watch they, Wishes. I they're banned now. Really? In certain yeah. areas. Yeah, I've, 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 I've stopped. My understanding was on the rides. Yeah, on the rides yeah. they've been banned, but not necessarily in the park. Yeah, I, I've yes. I've kind of stopped calling them selfie sticks. I think the best name for them is narcissistics. Narcissistics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Anyway, Ben, sorry. Yeah, you were saying. So, so, what sort of equipment? I mean, are you filming it on? Uh, yeah, okay, so we're we're filming on a Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Cam, which okay. is uh, sort of. It, you know, it shoots raw. It's, it's a it's a great camera to have in this kind of situations because you, we didn't have you know anything in the way of lighting equipment. We had a few bounce boards yeah. that we had uh, slightly off camera um, in times that we needed them. But um, you know, as far as uh, as far as any filmmaking equipment, there just wasn't going to be uh, that ability. Um, so we got what we thought is I think is a really strong image. Um, coming out of it just just because the way we shot and the equipment we shot on um i think people are going to be surprised that we wound up shooting it so guerrilla style and that it's not going to look like a guerrilla movie like uh, for example escape from tomorrow does yeah i mean other than what, what sort of cast are we looking at there's obviously the the cgi head right and the employee mm -hmm. well you know in the in the story and this this is sort of how the how we decided this was going to be a, a good feature film instead of just sort of a one-off joke. Um, the story is about that employee and the difficulties that he's going through with his uh, daughter turning sixteen, and he's going through divorce, and things are getting a little bit uh, you know messy in the divorce, and and she's kind of choosing mom over him, and so he's going through this sort of emotional upheaval of letting go of his daughter and recognizing that she's becoming an adult. Um, so so she's in the film, um, the his, his wife's in the film. Um, and that sort of journey is is sort of paralleled in Walt as Walt's going through the process of seeing his um, creation for the first time and recognizing that you know he's been a large part of this, but maybe he doesn't need to hold on to that forever. Yeah. That's... So that, that that I mean on a larger thematic, you know, that's not the 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 rip roaring comedy <laughs> explanation of it, <laughs> yeah. but um, which it is, it is a comedy, you know, and but that's sort of the emotional heart of the film. Mm -hmm. At least from my perspective. So does Walt help the cast member to come to terms with some of his issues? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they, they, through this sort of journey together, they both help each other. So it's kind of turns into a little caper comedy as they're, you know, sneaking in the park and such. Um, but then it kind of really turns into this very sweet family um, reconciliation uh, movie. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's really what we're shooting for. We, we really wanted something that sort of reminded people of the movies that the Walt Disney Company made in, like, the 60s. Um, you know, the live-action comedies like Parent Trap and things like that. Um, you know, Happiest Millionaire. Um, movies like that, that that really had this very sweet core, um, but with a, with a very kind of funny, quirky cast. That's great. I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. Where, yeah. where else have you, you know, on, on the bits where you haven't had to film... On, on location, uh, where else have you been filming? You know, we haven't, uh, we haven't gone into principal photography for those ah. sections yet, um, which is why we are actually running a Kickstarter right now. Um, we have our funding. Uh, we would like a little more funding. Um, and uh, so we're running our Kickstarter campaign through May 3rd. Uh, so I, I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to get released, but hopefully people have a, a couple days yeah. Um, to go and check that out and to uh, donate if they feel so inclined. I, sh I shall do my very best. What's what do the uh, the traditional Kickstarters have some sort of kickback? 
What 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 do we get for our uh, for our donations? Because oh, uh, we're, we're all in for ourselves here. Yes. Oh, of course, of course. Well, I, I wouldn't expect any anything else. Um, there are there are multiple levels, um, and there are kind of the traditional things that you can get. Uh, there's a T-shirt at a certain level. You can obviously get the DVD and the a digital download at a certain level. Um, there's window clings that you know say I supported Walt's Frozen Head. Um, I can't guarantee they'll get you anything. You know, like free parking at the Magic Kingdom, but you might as well ask. <laughs> Probably get Actually, towed away. Yeah. By Disney security. That, that might be more more accurate. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but but really, if if you're interested in just throwing in just a few bucks, you know, at seven dollars uh, U.S. currency, you can get uh, your name in the credits of the film. Um, you know, so so we're trying to we're trying to give a good return for people and, and give some nice perks for uh, um, people who are interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's that is excellent actually because yeah. at the moment, if anybody wants to search for me on um, the Internet Movie Database, um, you will see me attached to forty episodes of Ready Steady Cook. Um, <laughs> And to be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? I'd rather have that I, on there instead. I am so going to IMDb. Yeah, I'm searching that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you on the Nick Branch or Soap Dish? Uh, or no, Nicholas? I'm on the Nick Branch, I believe. But that's it. Just reveal my identity to the right world. Oh, because no, like no one knows. Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you know, Nick, it's, it's if a, we have... Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, Nick, we have actually have a special offer going on right now. Um, if you... Pledge at the seven dollar level or higher, and then you share on Facebook or Twitter. You get to choose whatever credit you want in the film, subject to approval, of course. But you know, oh. we've had people who have wanted, who have uh, are going to be our hat demolition specialists. You know, yes. so if you've ever looked through the credit of film and wanted to be the hat box or the uh, sorry, the uh, hat demolition specialist, you can you can choose that credit. No, yeah, but someone already took that one. So yeah, yeah you know uh, what? In tribute, in tribute to my wife, I would like to be the fluffer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now, if you if you allow me to explain, um, please do. We were playing, I, 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 we, we, there's I no mean, way if, we can't. If, <laughs> if people if people uh, listen to this podcast do not understand what the term fluffer is, one you're probably too young to be listening to this podcast, uh, and secondly, if you are old enough and don't know, Google it. But um, basically, we was playing a uh, a party game with friends. I think like Mr. and Mrs. It might have been something like that. And one of the questions was, what is your worst habit? So I put, I can't remember exactly what I guessed her worst habit was. But when we revealed the answers, I got it wrong. And she said, um, I'm a fluffer. Now, the whole room erupted with laughter. I'm on the floor crying. And she can't work out what the problem is. And I said, you do realise what you said, don't you? And she said, no. Well, she said, yeah. I said, fluffing. I said, yeah, but what, what do you envision that to be? Because I knew what she meant, but no one else did. And what it is, when she was a child, that's what she was told to use as a term instead of the word fart. Right. <laughs> so she would say, oh, I fluffed. Okay. For example. So her fluffing <laughs> is her because of her farting. That's what I know but it Of is. course, yeah. the, world, the world knows it as, as something completely different. I, so... Um, I, yeah, so it's been a great joke ever since. Yes, so yeah, I, I think I'd like to be the fluffer. I, 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 fluffer. I, I, I had a, a, a private giggle to myself yesterday. We had to. Uh, we've, we've got a five meter above ground swimming pool in the back garden that, mm -hmm. that we filled up. And every, you, know, you get it ready hang for on, the winter. Ha, hang on, hang on, hang on, one second. Just I just want to yeah. point out to all yeah. our listeners. Yeah. Although although Paul has this, this has got nothing to do with the podcast. No, we're paid sweet fa. Yeah. You, don't, you don't pay us any money for this amazing content. Do not think you're contributing to a pool because it ain't. Pool's life okay. luxury, yeah. No, we're um, independently wealthy. We, 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 every, every winter you have to like half drain it and then at the start of the season. So come Easter time, we start to fill it up. It's got a bit of green stuff in it. and You have to put a very harsh chemical mixture in and they call it a shock solution. Mm -hmm. Just just to, to pre-shock the swimming pool to clear the water and get it ready to filter. So we bought, spent a lot of money on chemicals yesterday. Bought them, and as we got home, my wife went, "Well, so are we going to go out into the back garden and do the shocker?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and knowing our conversation of a few shows ago, I had a small smile to myself <laughs> when, <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> Anyway, 
Walt's frozen head. Yeah. So, <laughs> so back to Walt's frozen head. So when you guys were were thinking about it, and mm-hmm. you're thinking about Walt seeing the park for the first time, what what sort of was that a, a a big conversation? I mean, have you got people in the team who are quite familiar with the parks or Disney enthusiasts thinking about well, he would think this or he would think that? Was there a big discussion around that piece, Ben? Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm the writer director and and a huge Disney fan myself, um, so I, I'm not sure it was so much as a discussion, uh, but but it did it for me personally. It was a, it was a lot of thought because I knew this was going to be the big climax of the film. You know, this is going to be the the moment that people are, you know, essentially the payoff, the big moment that people are coming to to think about. Um, so you know, it, it was a sort of a lot of internal. Um, internal searching and really a lot of this came down to the research and and trying to to do enough research that I felt comfortable showing what Walt's perspective on some of these things would be and obviously this is a fictional film you know I can't claim to know what he would think about any of these topics all that his head is actually somewhere underneath the park oh right uh, still very possible but uh <laughs> I think it's just an absolutely brilliant idea of all the of all the things you read in script writing books. It's like, oh, if you're going to come up with a script, you've got to come up with an idea of of what if, what if this happened, you know, what, what if what if a barbarian really did get murdered by his family, or what if aliens did invade and someone came up with the idea, what if Walt was carried round as a, as a reanimated head, or well, not even reanimated, just an animated. Thawed, thawed is what we're uh, yeah. saying. Dethawed, you know, something along those lines. Uh, oh, oh, the irony of of somehow being carried round not in the Disney bag but in a Thor bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea for. <laughs> That's where I've gone. Someone else. God, you two are you two are suffering. Bloody desperados. Desperado, decongestant, that, whatever. That 0.1% hit of tequila must have just got to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite annoyed that this, this seed dealer only has 4% alcohol in it. I'm very disappointed. Uh, yeah. yeah. All this year's drinking, we should actually know what that percentage means, because I, I don't think it's just 4% of it is alcohol. I don't know. might be. I could be completely mm. wrong. Who knows? Who knows? So exactly how drunk were you when you were sitting around a table going, go on, come on with this idea? Um, I probably shouldn't reveal that for, uh, <laughs> no, for various the, reasons. For, for the sake of some of your other team members might be Yes, listening. yeah, yeah, for, to, to keep their reputations intact. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So... I can't even think of other questions to ask. You've been on other podcasts before. What have I asked you? Well, I was going to ask you just when when you're hoping to release the completed you know, film. Then. You know, it's a fairly long yeah, it's a fairly long post production process with the whole you know putting the head in the in the jar kind of uh, uh, effect and and um, the fact that we're the, we are you know an indie low budget film means that we've got more time than money and so we'll uh, spend the time instead of spending the money. Yeah. Um, so you know it's it's going to be a long process. We're really shooting to have a finished film um, by, say, January 2017. Um, so we're really looking at about a year and a half out at this point. Um, we're we're planning on hosting a big sort of backers brouhaha in Orlando sometime in late 2016, uh, but we're not sure exactly when we'll get that on the the calendar. We should really know more after we get through sort of principal photography, um, which is coming up here in the end of May. Um, and, and we should be able to kind of have a projection for what our post-production schedule is going to look like at that point. So, so as, as a f- for our post-production schedule, to be honest, <laughs> which, which is absolutely non-existent. Well, yeah, um, and, and occasionally <laughs> late. <laughs> and occasionally late. Um, sorry to interrupt, Paul, but just because I feel that if we don't say it now, we'll never get to say it. Um, our... Uh, our fifth member of the band, uh, uh, even uh, though there's only three uh, of us uh, normally. Erstwhile uh, uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Was A? Wasn't he the fifth Beatle? Yes, or, or, no. Or, or was he the Yorkshire Stuart rapper? Sutcliffe. No, that, was, that was Peter yeah, Sutcliffe. Peter. That was Peter. <laughs> well. Erstwhile <laughs> uh, Peter Sutcliffe. <laughs> no, don't. don't let's, let's, not, let's not give more, any more airtime to the Yorkshire <laughs> Ripper. He's had enough. Um, 
so yeah, so the, the full fifth member of the band, yeah. um, who couldn't be here tonight, uh, said um, in his absence, could we ask the following question? Will there be a sequel where Walt's head goes to Universal? Um, <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know. He's still got three more parks to go to. Yeah, and, and, we have and the parks. water parks. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, though, could Walt spend a full day at Animal Kingdom? I mean, that's the big question. It's and, not and, a big question. And, the answer and, is no. Yeah, and one that raises a lot of ire on various forums. <laughs> it's not a one-day park. It's a half-day just, park. I can't imagine this bag on Everest, and so you know, if you cut that out, you you know, dinosaurs just running around in the darkness. What else have you got? Evil well, is that still there? That's true. Yeah. Or as yeah. I like to call the free chiropractic adjustment at the end of the day of walking. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the trips to whatever the studios is going to be called by the time it's changed its name to something <laughs> else, where a bag is just floating in midair on the Tower of Terror. <laughs> that, want... that actually would be a pretty good shot. And, and, and there has to there has to be at least one photograph where someone is taking a photograph sort of meta of the the booth of the photograph having been taken of them and the bag float I want to see you do that one that, that'll be CGI taken mm -hmm. to extremes <laughs> I don't think Walt's going to want to go to Hollywood Studios there's too much frozen there already you want to <laughs> stay away from that how could we uh, respect how did we miss that one <laughs> And I the, mean, jungle, if you want to take the Jungle Cruise is another one he's probably going to want to stay away, away from. <laughs> Ned's shrunken head. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no matter what way you slice it or dice it, you're yeah. always going to come up ahead. Oh, of course, if you wanted yeah. to take him outside of the parks, you could probably take him to uh, Disney on Ice. <laughs> that might be quite homely for him. Oh, I, and imagine the comedy scene if he ended up down in Splitsville. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that the script hasn't already been written, but there you go. We're, we're planning the right. sequels no, for you. No, we're, I, we're planning the sequels I, for you already. I, I'm, I'm furiously taking notes at this point. So, <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, so um, how many other films have you been involved in before this one? Uh, you know, this will be my second feature film. Um, my my first one was uh, was a uh, grad school product uh, called Finding Xanadu. It went to a few film festivals, kind of. Uh, died after that um the other one is uh, on amazon it's called lightning in a bottle it's kind of a fantasy comedy mystery um that uh, took place in a small town in indiana um that was uh, unfortunately besed besieged by uh, dark forces um so it, it came along kind of in that uh Weepers. unfortunately came along right before twilight and and yeah. w you know wound up being a vampire film as well we've got small so. towns like that in england as well oh really yeah there's besieged the, by dark forces yeah there's one our way called lansing <laughs> <laughs> which you have to be very local to actually get that but it's yeah i think everyone's got them mm -hmm. <sighs> i've sighed haven't i carry on Side, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah, those Down are the it. two other features. Um, but this one's uh, this one's are are kind of the largest, the biggest, the the most involved, and and I think definitely sh really shaping up to be the best. It's it's the one that I've gotten the most talented people the most excited about. So you know, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty right, excited. Right. About it. We, we are excited about it. So yeah, yeah. There you go, talented people. Um, <laughs> obviously, when it comes to projects like this, where um, you're using the the uh, not the light. Well, I suppose the likeness of, of a an actual person or of a mm. real situation. Um, what kind of legal issues do you come into play there? I, I appreciate that the the UK system with terms of copyright and plagiarism uh, and mocking is different to it is in America. But I'm just curious to see what kind of obstacles um, have or potentially could get in your way. You know we. Yeah, we do have a fairly in, in the US we have a fairly robust fair use exemption which, you know, I believe and the legal counsel that we've consulted with believes we we definitely fall into. Um, but there there is sort of a, a reality here that that we're tweaking a very large corporation with very good lawyers and uh, a lot of resources that that could choose to go after us if they so deigned. Yeah. Um, we're hoping that they we they don't. We hope that they see the, you know, it really is a film that's coming out of the fan community. Um 
you know, and, and that they, they don't see it necessarily as a threat or a compromise to anything that they're doing. Um, we don't think it is. Um, so we hope they don't come after us. Um, but if they do, and it, it did sort of make its way through the courts, we, we hope we have a pretty good First Amendment case. Um, if, if, if not, it's just a story about some bloke called Dave Wisney. Dave Wisney, yes. Who, who once had a theme, who, who started a theme park of his own called Wisney World. <laughs> that just happens to very strongly resemble. Yeah. No, no, there was, a, there was an earlier version where we were more worried about that, and it was called Ward, uh, Ward Finley. Uh, or something along those lines and you know at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day we were trying we're spending more time coming up with like sound sound alike names for things like oh it's western land no they use that one in paris okay it's um this is uh future land not future world there we go yes there we go i hate to be bad bad news but it does uh, appear that disney is producing a film starring andrew mccarthy uh, and paulie shaw that is bad news. He can say that is bad news in general. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 the two the two washed up comedians, <laughs> comedian actors, uh, go for a they go into a hot tub time machine back into the sixties, end up at a party at Walt Disney's house where he dies, and they um, want to keep up the pretense he's still alive to hilarious consequences. <laughs> You know, um, you know, you're off to a bad start when anyone uses the phrase with hilarious consequences. <laughs> I, actually, actually uh, I, I was joking. I was joking, Benjamin. You can you can rest assured that uh, Disney aren't releasing that uh, into theaters anytime soon. No, uh, no, if they I, want to use I, that. Pay us first. <laughs> you know, honestly, the one they are releasing, which I think is uh, maybe letting a little, little of our air out of our tires right now, is Tomorrowland, which has that really strong Walt connection that we were uh, unaware it was going to have when we first started making and uh, planning the timeline for this one. Yeah. Well, I don't, think, I don't I, think anyone did until about two weeks ago, to be fair. No, I know. I know. So, uh, you know, we released our Kickstarter video and we had uh, pulled some public domain footage of the of the World's Fair and incorporated in the in the Kickstarter video. And uh, I watched the uh, the trailer, not the the preview video for theirs, and they were using the exact same shot, the exact same (laughs) public domain uh, (laughs) preview footage. Yeah. Well, funny, funny, it's quite funny you say that because I've I've watched your Kickstarter video. Mm-hmm. But I've still not seen this new Tomorrowland trailer, so I didn't actually know that was the case. Um, I knew I knew the new tomorrow, there was a Tomorrowland trailer that featured uh, scenes of Wall, but I didn't mm-hmm. realise uh, basically they've stolen your footage. So I, I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'd sue them for that, even though it's in the public domain. And, and I, I, re- I really must get around to researching a bit more about Tomorrowland as well, because all, all I know is I thought it was about some weird kind of time travel type thing. I keep seeing. Clips and snippets, but yeah, but I think the thing is, like, I mean, it's it's good that you want to do that, but to be honest, um, I'm, I'm sure Benjamin will, will back me up here that um, the, the problem with Tomorrowland is they've kept all the cards quite close to the chest, mm-hmm. so really, that the whole idea is it's trying not to tell you too much so that yeah. you almost don't know what it's about. You get you've got a, an idea of what it may be about, but. They've, they've, they've kept it quite secretive which I think is both interesting but also on a film that's probably got the budget that it has, it's slightly concerning Yeah, I, I mean I'm, I'm quite looking forward to a couple of its sequels like Frontierland Adventureland and Main Street USA but Liberty Square, you yeah. know what? What else could you do? But I, I, but I, I think I saw one of the one of one of the, uh, the the same chain of it. I saw one called Fantasyland the other week on a specialist download, and it wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> mm. uh, it might be like that time that we accidentally watched the wrong version of What Women Want. Yeah, yeah, that that, or, that or ac- did not star Mel Gibson. Or, or, or accidentally visited DS After Dark rather than Diz After Dark. <laughs> yeah, we've told you before, kids. Don't <laughs> don't, don't do, do that, that mistake either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so what at, at, at its largest? How big is the crew at any one time you've got? I mean, what, I, I, I've I've walked around Magic Kingdom with a video camera and some kids for YouTube. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, our our in park crew was about five people total, um, and it, you know, it kind of fluctuated depending on the needs of the individual shot, and then the rest of the people would sort of scatter. Um, so we didn't draw too much attention to ourselves. Um, when we go into regular production... Except carrying the big white reflector. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, run. no, it's, yeah, it's a little bit smaller than that. So, th- right. so think small. Think what okay. you can do with like the back of an iPhone case that's kind of shiny. Excellent. Um, yes. <laughs> but on, uh, outside of that, you're looking at a you know a proper proper film crew. Of, right. Of, of, right. Now you know. In indie, we are definitely an indie budget, yep. you know, but yeah. but really a proper film crew. A lot of uh, students coming from. Um, I don't know how much you know about the Orlando community, but we have three film schools here that are really strong. Um, so you know, we're pulling a lot of uh, of kind of student filmmakers from those. Um, you know, it's a it's a really great and talented group of people, and there's no way we could be able to afford them if we were actually paying them. So. <laughs> <laughs> everyone Nothing is uh, like working really for. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's really working for passion, and and uh, um, you know that's really exciting. Just, so just sounds like this show, to be honest. Yeah, just because it seems like a really cool idea. Yeah. So would that be um would that, would that be the Dave School? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Dave School, uh, you know, actually, um, you know, we we were in conversations with them, but they they really do a lot of post production stuff. Um, right. You know, so. Uh, it's it's really more of a post production house. Uh, Full Sail and uh, Valencia and um, UCF are all really big uh, film film schools here in the area. Oh well, I know all about Full Sail. So mm-hmm. I know about the Dave School, but I also know about Full Sail because of uh, I'm a wrestling fan, so they do a lot of wrestling stuff down there. Yes, yes, they do. They do. Yeah, they do good, good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, see, Paul. Yeah. You mock me when I say stuff like the Dave School, like it's such a preposterous name for a school, <laughs> just because it is. But it's real, damn it! It is I'm real. They, I think they, stuff. I think they're actually at or uh, Universal Studios, if I'm not mistaken. They, they have one of the sound stages, sort of back by like where Twister is, you know, behind there. Yeah. That's uh, the Dave School's tucked back there. If I, if I, that's right. I've not been there, but that's my understanding. I, I, I've watched their channel occasionally. There's a TV channel in the UK called mm-hmm. Dave. Which seems seems to only show. Um, have I got news for you? Uh, old episodes of Top Gear, at ad, ad infinitum, and, and some mock the week. So yeah, I'm. I don't think it's anything to do with that, is it? No. Uh, By the way, no. anyone that's checking their listings right now for that show that Paul mentioned, ad infinitum isn't actually a TV show. It's not on their listings at all. Isn't it? it sounds like a really sort of sci-fi type thing. Yeah, Joss Whedon will be nicking it soon. <laughs> By the way, we're t- I mean, this is basically a film podcast tonight. It, it how, is can we get, how can we get 40 minutes into the show-ish without even mentioning the fact that the Avengers is out in the UK? Well, we've been you talking about Thor for a bit. We did talk about Thor for a bit, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. So how how is it, guys? We don't get it until next weekend, I think. So well, you've got to let, let us let me know. Spoil it for you. Has any, oh, you've you've actually been to see it, do you? Nah, of course I haven't. I've got right. two kids. Yeah, I t- it. Yeah. Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I've been to Lego no Land today. I signed up. Yeah, I've been to Lego Land yeah, today. I, I, I see that actually. I see that. Um, yeah, I mean I've not, but um, it's it's had very it's had very mixed reviews, mostly pretty positive i've known about 10 people that have seen it so i imagine like the box office here in the uk will be pretty massive this weekend mm-hmm. um and uh the weird thing is that the, everyone that's been positive about it has basically said it's rather good that would be very good that, that would but, be put being positive about it yes yeah but it's you know the thing is I remember when I saw the first Avengers I was like wow this was something this is an event it seems to be quite muted in comparison um, and in fact one person said to me um, it's the Iron Man two of Avengers films now obviously with, with, with we're Iron not Man including yeah. when, we're not including with that right. um, the Sean Connery Ray Fiennes Avengers film. Because that's a different yeah, type of film. That, that is a different Avengers. Um, but, but called the Avengers. Yeah. But yeah, so um, you know, if you if you felt Iron Man two wasn't particularly good, um, the people who have been negative about it just kind of felt it it didn't live up to the potential of the first one. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the thing is as well is that the last Marvel film we got before the Avengers two was Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, I have not come across anyone. 
who didn't enjoy it or either didn't not like it or, or was blown away by it, by how good and how funny it was. Mm. And so I think there was a, that raised the bar again um, for it. So have, have they given any reasoning why they actually chose the UK in advance? I mean, it's not like Marvel is a particularly British thing that they thought, well, Marvel started in London, so we'll release it in the UK. And no, I can tell you why. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them. We're great. Yeah, none, none, none of the particular heroes have <laughs> great, a particularly, you know, yeah, none of the heroes have a particularly British lean to them. I mean, yeah, well, I, mean, I remember when Pirates 4 came out and they released it in Russia first. Mm. And everyone was kind of shrugging their shoulders. But, but my understanding at that point, and I don't know how this applies to you guys, my understanding at that point was the piracy in Russia was so bad that they figured they should release it there first so that people would go to the theaters before the good pirate pirated copies would come out. <laughs> Yarr! Pirate <laughs> copies of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah. okay. Exactly. It's, it's, we've gone better again. Yeah. Yeah. So they were flying you know, Johnny Depp to Moscow to uh, walk the red carpet, which has two meanings <laughs> yeah. there in Moscow. <laughs> that, that's, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, we don't, um, we don't have the piracy issue like we do in China or Russia. They're mm-hmm. the two kind of hot hot spots for it. Um, we we actually have people, we actually people I know that specifically avoided downloading the first four episodes of Game of Thrones because they wanted to wait for it on television. I know, so old fashioned, so old fashioned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the other yeah, six it's, now. It's um, it's weird because it happens quite often with Marvel films, and I don't get it. I think the last. I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy we got a week after America, mm. but Captain America, um, Thor, Thor two, um, and the the first Avengers we all got uh, at least a week before America. And I don't I don't really understand why. But on the flip side of that, to give you an example, I think we mentioned this on the last show, uh, Big Hero six came out in the UK the end of January. Mm. just a few weeks before the American home release mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, of it on, on Blu-ray. So it's very much a case of swings and roundabouts in that sometimes you know, we get something ahead of you guys and it's great, but other times we wait so long, we actually go, you know what, I'll just wait another two weeks and own it. Yeah. And yeah. I just import the copy to watch at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken that long, so... But yeah, it's, yeah it's, a, it's a very weird one. No, no real sense it, to it at all. In this day and age, where you know they're not handing around physical reels of film anymore, you'd think it's just a a download or a, you know shipping a hard drive, FedExing a hard drive over yeah. to you guys. Yeah. I don't know why it's not all simultaneous. Yeah, is well, it? I I know for most cinemas now, um, they actually get them from servers. Yeah, sat- so it's not it's not, even, it's not even hard drives now. Satellite yeah. download. Yeah. Yeah. Has it got anything to do with like the actual actors themselves promoting the movie? Because obviously, there's only yeah, who can be. It can only be point. in so many places at one time. But yeah, mate, yeah, that's a point. It may be a promotional thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, Le- Liam remote, Hemsworth can, or Chris Hemsworth, whichever one of the Hemsworth brothers it is, can only make it to London at that time or what? Yeah, Sorry. but I mean, on on that note, uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. Um, Robert Downey Jr. walked out of a, a press junket with one of our news reporters called Krishnan Guru Murphy. Yeah. And because uh, he was a dick. And Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Krishnan, right not Robert, out. obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was a man, as he always is. Um, yeah, and this guy was a dick. So watch that, because that's quite funny. If you like someone looking like a dick, acting like a dick, <laughs> and then feeling like a dick, that's the video for you. <laughs> I think I think we've reached our quotas of dicks for tonight. We, we, uh, we maybe perhaps we can just go off on one now. I don't know. There's, there's Fluffers, dicks. <laughs> yeah. This is this has gone down a really dark alley. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, also, I suppose we we couldn't really get away for the third show in a row of talking at least talking a little bit about Star Wars. It it, it was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I mean, please tell me. We've now seen the trailer, the second trailer. I, I've how seen how it, many yeah. times? I, I, I've, <laughs> I, I've seen every version of the trailer made, whether it was um, the original actual trailer or the one in Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
the one, I, the one, I, the one in Disney X Wings done the planes style. Yeah, well, <laughs> that still looks better than planes. Um, I'm not. I, I I publicly posted this. I'm not afraid to, to talk about it again. But I was actually watching the the um, the simulcast of the speech at um, Star Wars Celebration, um, where they they premiered the the clip before it went online. Like literally thirty seconds later, um, and I I admit I, I was in tears by the end of it. I was so overcome by emotion, I didn't realise exactly how much Star Wars still meant to me until I saw that trailer. Because although I liked the last set of films that came out, they were lacking something. And even watching the first trailer, I felt this looks like a Star Wars film again. But that second trailer just it just felt like it had come full circle. And that final shot with, uh, with, with Han and Chewie is just... That, well, I, was, I, think, I was gone. I don't know if this was intentional, but I think they made the mistake, and it may, maybe this was their plan in the first trailer, of showing you all the things that were new. And then in this next trailer, they're like, ah, forget what's new. We're showing you all the things you remember. Yeah, all the things you actually wanted to see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. even like it took me. It wasn't even until like the, the fifth or sixth time I watched it that I noticed in the first opening shot when you see the uh, the star destroyer crashed that there's actually an X-wing right in the front of the shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's also obviously crashed, but I didn't even notice it because I was so taken aback by the scale of the ship in the background. I didn't even notice what was in the foreground of it. It just it just felt so so good. And to the point where it's obviously clearly not going to live up to its expectation now. There's no <laughs> way. It's, it's, it's like the first trailer was released and it's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's good stuff. Oh, oh, oh he's got a, a lightsaber with like a cross guard on it. That That's not going to work. That's never going to work. No, no, I hate that. That's horrible. Oh, quick, show them Han, Chewie and Luke. <laughs> Did you guys see the did you guys see the BB six, the the little droid that they showed at the and, and that it's actually a physical, it's not CGI, yes. it's actually a physical yeah. uh robot. They're building physical and, sets for a lot of it as well. Which is Yeah, that's that's brilliant. it. I mean if you've seen the if you've seen the clips of the Millennium Falcon, they're they are on the Falcon. They're yeah. not standing in front of a blue screen whilst George Lucas is dangling a tennis ball over their heads. This is the real deal. And this is the thing, because, you know, Ewan McGregor famously was upset when he made episode one because he had this dream in his head of what it would be like to work on a set, you know, talking to his uncle, who'd obviously been in the first uh, Star Wars films. And uh, it obviously didn't happen like that because by the time they made episode one, everything was pretty much done against green screen. Um, And, you know, at least now... That, you know, when you've seen the shots behind the scenes, it, it's there. It's like the the original behind the scenes. It looks like a film set. There, there's actual mm. props, and the, that um, that robot is coming out for Christmas, I believe. Old school. I don't know if you've um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but there's um, I, can't, I can't remember what the the, the, the toys calls. So I apologise, but there is a a toy ball that uh, works via Bluetooth that you control with a your iPhone or iPad. And you can make it spin and, and speed up, speed down, and and kind of go all over the place. And the company, and that was the inspiration for uh, DB8. And that they are making one of those as the as that robot for Christmas. I can see that being like the, yeah. the toy that everyone wants. Yeah. Because oh, immediately yeah. when he when he came out on stage, he always upstaged everyone, and that included you know the real Luke. Leia, <laughs> Chewie, C3PO. Uh, I don't think Kenny Baker is an R2D2, but uh, I mean, he almost stole the show. Just, just phenomenal. I mean, you can see that it's a real passion project. And you know, when Star Wars was first bought by Disney a few years ago, everyone was was kind of complaining about, uh, you know, oh well, you know, Disney are going to ruin it now. And you know, I never got that hatred because let's be honest, George Lucas did a pretty good job of doing that himself. And they were his own bloody films. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've come up with a real game plan. Yeah. The cartoon Star Wars Rebels has been good. 
the fact that they're doing what they're doing with the with the series and what they've shown so far looks good. At the end of the day, no company is going to invest that much money into buying a property to like just shove it in the ground. They're going to want to make it flourish, and I really feel they've they've put it into the right hands this time. Yeah, I, I was a little bit unsure about um, about the director to start with because. But he said there's going to be no lens flare, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, that, that's what. I, yeah, I, I was looking forward to the lens flare, thinking, "Hello, no, please no." Um, and, and, I, and I'm hoping it doesn't go down the the um, the modern, traditionally accepted Disney route of well, the first one didn't do that well, so let's not make the other two. <laughs> um, which I can't I already, I mean, physically, I can't see happening. It's a Star Wars. All you got to do is make a film, put the word Star Wars at the beginning of it. And, and, and it will go through the roof. Yeah, we fell through the last three times it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll continue to fall for it. <laughs> but no, it looks like it might pay off. Yeah. So there's always that. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad everyone's got the same enthusiasm as me on that. You know. Yeah. I'm looking forward, forward to the right show for that. Look forward to the third trailer where Jar uh, Jar Binks appears. Yeah, isn't he the main <laughs> character? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that, that is one thing um, the fluffer said to me once when uh, when they announced episode seven was is Jar Jar Binks going to be in it? And I went, well, why I, would no, he be in it? No, I think they're saving him for a spin-off movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The further adventures yeah. of Jar Jar Binks's frozen head. I've heard they're remaking, where, where he gets uh, passed passed back during the Super Bowl and punted as far as possible. <laughs> I've heard that they've bought the license to Charlie Chaplin's uh, back catalogue and they're going to remake all the Charlie Chaplin films with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and and a completely racist overdubbed voice. Me so yes. be silent, which is good. <laughs> yeah, but the, the but the cue cards that come up in between the shots will be in <laughs> false reggae slang. Yeah. These are in trouble. Um I don't I know this is gonna be completely off topic and he's gonna ruin the flow of the show, I know. But, what, what, um, what flow would that be? The, the one that started off talking about someone who's actually making a film with the person who's actually making the film. It's all been movie themed, though. Yeah, yeah, it's got a theme. Yeah, to but it. this is where this is where I'm going to bring it down. Because, oh, go ahead. Um, oh, here we go. I did. Um, I did want to. Um, yeah, I did have a. Well, I, I wanted to bring back the one segment that I think any of our listeners actually cared about at all. Do you want me to hit? I the, think it uh, won actually. Uh, uh, am I guessing what you need to? What I need to press. Yes, please. This one. Yeah. Go ahead. It's Soap Dishes Soap Hit it. I mean, obviously, this is due to completely unpopular demand that I'm bringing back this segment. <clears throat> but we should explain to Ben what it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. And actually, for <laughs> anyone that's uh, not listened to the show in, in the last year and a half you probably won't know either but basically i used to get mad often and i think actually having children chilled me out and so soap dishes soapbox as uh brian blessed uh famously recorded the opening to just there um it was brian blessed i believe um what was my chance to jump on my soapbox and vent about something that would make me mad that was the whole theme of it and mm-hmm. For a long time, nothing has, has actually made me very mad. But this week, something did make me mad. So much so that I kind of begged and pleaded for Paul to dig out his Brian Blessed tapes to find that jingle, just so I could have a little rant about something. Um, so I'm not going to get into finger-pointing, name-dropping, promoting, anything like that, because I don't feel it deserves that attention to it. But I was listening to... Uh, another podcast because other podcasts are available um and and the topic was about uh disney theme parks and in particular um it was about um the experiences in the park and it led to a conversation about parades in parks and uh that the person had gone to the park was standing there queued up for uh, about an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. And uh, a girl had, uh, she, she was you know, she, adult, just there of adults, and a girl had tapped her uh, from behind to 
see if she could squeeze through um, the gap to see the parade that was about to start. Um, and, and the person's response to this was immediately no. And the actual words said were, I know you're a child, but I'm a child at heart. And if your mummy loved you, she would have got there earlier. Now, I'm a parent. You guys are parents. Benjamin, you're a parent as well? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, you know, you might have different views on this to, to uh, other people because of that. I certainly do. Before I was a parent, I'd been to Disney World uh, a couple of times. I'd been to Disneyland Paris a lot. And there's been various times where I've been in that exact situation. We've queued up, waited for a parade before the parade starts. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you, ha- you actually have to wait for things at Disneyland Paris? Because my understanding I, was that it was always empty. You know what? I, I'm really sorry to be the bearer of bad news. If you're expecting to come out to Disneyland Paris and get to do anything about any queues, you've been very sadly misled. There are certain things that even a French would queue for. Yeah, uh, crush is cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Um, but there have been occasions where we've been standing there waiting for parade, um, and a, a child or a, a parents of a child have said, um, "Oh, um, I know the parade is starting, but is it possible that my, my child could just stand in front of you to see?" Because if you're right at the front, you obviously see the parade, and if you're not at the front and you're a kid, you're not going to see anything. And not once, pre or after having children. Have we denied somebody to do that? Especially when somebody asks politely. But when you're in a, a, a foreign place anyway, yeah. like sometimes people don't speak English. Sometimes people can't ask you in the right way. But I just felt that that I'm, mentality... I'm, yeah, I'm six foot and 220, get in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the thing, right? If it was... And we've had this before. We've, had, we've been in a situation where we've had a family asked to go in front. <laughs> if it's a family... I don't jive with that. I, I agree with that principle because why should you move for other adults to do it? But if they are happy to let their children stand in front whilst they're in like viewing distance of those children, then I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to t- like look after that responsibility. But to turn around as a full grown adult who is not going to miss anything by somebody that's two foot four standing in front of them at parade time, I just couldn't believe I was just really appalled by it. Sorry, appalled. I had turned it off. I actually stopped listening to the show at that point. I went on to listen to it afterwards just to see if anything else was done about it or said about it. And no, the attitude seemed to be, I'm in the right here. You know, I'm a child. Why should I give up my viewing position for another child? And that's the thing. It's not giving up something. It's just letting somebody do it. That could have been somebody's first day in a Disney park. That could have been their only day in a Disney park on that trip. And you've just ruined a child's holiday because of your attitude that a small child dare want to get in front of you to see a parade that you may have already seen 10 times. And even if you hadn't, that child is not going to obstruct your view. In fact, Jesus, use that child as a way to balance your camera. Use them as a tripod <laughs> if that's what you see fit to do. Stand okay. a cup of coffee on their head. Stand a coffee on there. Balance your popcorn bucket. <laughs> Put your child on their head. Whatever you want to do. But at the same time, Jesus, people, get a grip. If you're an adult and there's a small child who's not going to cause you any offence, who's not going to get in the way of you viewing something, how can you deny that person the right, especially if you're an adult and you have children yourself? I, I just can't get my head around it. And so the reason I wanted to say this tonight was, again, I don't want to give that show publicity. I don't want to call that person out because, you know, your views are your views. And if that's what you really feel and you're proud of that, good for you. Just because I disagree with it and I'm hoping other people disagree with it as well, that's your position, your entitlement. But to everybody else that has a heart, to everybody else that cares about children and wants to give them a magical Disney moment, that wants them to experience the things that you would love to experience as a kid. If you're in that position where somebody asks you, can my kids stand in front of you? Or even if they can't ask you because they don't speak your language, but you know that the kid wants to get in front of you to watch a parade, let them. Don't ruin their experience because of your inept attitude and your stature of grandeur. That makes me mad. Yeah. Good one. Uh, yeah. 
Well, well, well worth, well worth it. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad we brought that back. Just and that. that's international as well. That's not that's not just for Disneyland Paris. As I said right. I've done that at Disney World, and you, everyone will be in a position at one stage of your life in a Disney park watching a parade. It will happen to you, and just bear that in mind. If the question it's is not can just my, that yeah. day, it's everything. Regardless of who you are, how if the question is can my child stand in front of you, the answer is yes. Yeah. If yeah. the if the question yeah. is. Excuse me, can my entire family stand in front of you? The answer, the answer is a little bit different. It's quite short. Normally, quite short normally starts with F as well. Yeah. 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 And ends in yeah. off. Yeah. I've, I've, again, I've been in that position myself. And that's a so, different argument. The answer is, I don't so, think so. So what about this scenario then? You get a tap on the shoulder, and you turn around, and there's a guy called Peter behind you, and he's got a box, and he says, can you put my box to the front? <laughs> So that, so that, <laughs> so, that the, so that the head I keep inside yeah. can, can watch can, the parade, can view the parade. Well, now, what's the answer there? That's a dilemma. It, it, it's an adult it head. Sutcliffe? Is it Peter Sutcliffe? <laughs> because no. we've already established that could be a different answer to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be different. <laughs> that, bo- that, box needs to have a tri- that box needs to have a tripod or a monopod of its own <laughs> and be yeah. held like a selfie stick up in the air. <laughs> Give the head a really good view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I should say, your comment I made about standing a hot coffee on a kid's head, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Iced, iced coffee's okay. Oh, um, hot, unless the cup is very well insulated. Yeah, 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 I, think, oh, yeah. I, think that, I think that's important as well. Yes. Yeah. Or if they're wearing a hat. If they're wearing a hard hat... <laughs> Preferably flat hard hats on top. Yeah, a flame yeah. retardant. Yeah, a hard hat's a little bit... Yeah, a little different. Flame retardant and waterproof. Yeah. yeah. That, that would do the trick. Oh, maybe, maybe I could, like, buy the, buy the name of uh, Human Tripod on this project. <laughs> mm. That's real. I'm really wondering where my $14 is going to go, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> I bet if <laughs> people... that, that would do the ego the world of good, but might have different connotations. <laughs> We do, yeah, we do, uh, you know, hold the right to censor some of these yeah, yeah. potential names. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you may right. have this to, is no, a family film. You may have to exercise that right. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure why some of these things actually need censoring because I've watched proper Hollywood films where apparently someone is the best boy grip, and I have no <laughs> idea what that means, but it just sounds dirty. It's, it's an alternative name for fluffer. <laughs> That's what it is. It really is. Um, but if, if, once again, just just because uh, you, you've all been listening, I'm sure that this film appeals to you as much as it appeals to the, the attitude of this show. Um, Benjamin, if you could just remind people exactly where they can go to donate to this uh, amazing sounding project. Well, um, if you go to Kickstarter and search Walt's Frozen Head, it will surely be the only thing that comes up. Um, so you can find it that way. You can go to our website, which is waltzfrozenhead.com. Um, you can go to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash waltzfrozenhead. But if you really want to hear, and this is this is a project that's been going on since August. So um, the, our, our Twitter account, which is Walt himself tweeting out his opinion on the company life and uh you know etc that's waltz twitter.com slash waltz frozen with no o head frozen frozen head google uh, adventures of waltz head uh also the first at least five entries are all to do with either your kickstarts or twitter so you know oh that's fantastic i was not aware of that no, I've just done it now. So, I mean, you know, people listening, even if you... Uh, are you Googling really Walt's frozen head or are you, just, are you just Googling Walt's head? No, if you go, no, if you go Adventures of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, better results, yeah. Yeah, Adventures of Walt's head. And, and it comes up that way. So there's absolutely no excuse for anyone listening to not know where to go if they want to donate to this. So, uh, well, good luck. You've got another, uh, was it uh, two weeks? Just under two weeks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a just a little bit of time left here, um, and we could really use all the support that people are willing to give. So, yeah, you know, we're throwing a, we're throwing a lot of our own money in this, and this is really just a you know a few thousand dollars that can be a supplement to help us make the best movie we can. Brilliant. Well, well, we we will uh, we will do whatever we can. Yeah, it's a great yeah. idea. Really looking forward yeah. to I'm, I'm, seeing I'm, the finished article. I'm, I'm going to have to do this despite my wife going. We shouldn't be spending money right now. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really shouldn't be. But what I explained to her, it means that I could be a fluffer in a film. Yeah, I, I, I really understand my wife is going to go for it. We've, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got to get on the credits or something. Yeah, we'll yeah. be there. We'll be there. Um, uh, crack him. Brilliant. Oh, we- and also congratulations on that note as well to uh, our our good friend Logan, who uh, we we were supposed to push more, and we forgot to. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, about his comic strip uh, Kickstarter, um, which uh, which he passed last week. So, congratulations! Uh, it's going to affect America more than it affects us, but you know we're all friends here. So, uh, look out for uh, laughograms. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, right, uh, how do they contact us? We'll do that bit. Oh yeah, time, yeah. People, are, yeah. people don't have to just contact. They can find, they, they can find us on. on we, we've got a podcast, and they can find us on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. How well, else are you listening listen to us now? Yeah, uh, but if not, if you want to send me any death threats, uh, I imagine one person will this week. Uh, they can do <laughs> so at www.disasterdark.com or email us at podcast at disasterdark.com. You will never or, be invited. Or back. you can tweet Nick Branch at disasterdark. You can also find him <laughs> on facebook.com forward slash disasterdark, and he's on micechat.com. Yeah. Uh, and and IMDb actually, exactly. Ex- 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 yeah. Hey, find, am I am I still there? You can find us on YouTube on uh, Disaster Podcast, Instagram, Pinterest. You are still there. It's not just Ready Steady Cook as well. Oh, is it also living with Kimberly Stewart? Yes. Who exactly is Kimberly Stewart? Because <laughs> I googled um, Nick Branch IMDb and I found Nick Branch living with Kimberly Stewart, and I thought your wife's not going to be happy with that. <laughs> My wife. Uh, she wouldn't be. No, she's uh, Kimberly Stewart is the one of the daughters of uh, the uh, Young Turks singer, Rod Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, and she had a very crappy, not very well received reality show back in two thousand. That, that appears to just be one episode. Uh, I just, I only worked on the pilot. Oh, okay. Uh, audition process. I didn't, I didn't get onto the full series. You audition, You auditioned. You worked on the audition process for something called Living with Kimberly Stewart. What was the first audition question? So, is your name Kimberly Stewart? <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> she's kind of dense, for that. That's all I can say. <laughs> It was, it was more the fact... No, no, because the, the show's called Living With, so it was potential yeah. housemates. Oh, well, that's enough. That's what they were auditioning for. I can understand the confusion, but... Uh, yeah, so there you go, 40 episodes. If my mum and dad still talk to me, <laughs> um, they actually have all 40 episodes of Ready, Silly, Quick recorded just because my name's in the credits. <laughs> um, as, I'll, as I'll probably never speak to them again, no one else would ever see those episodes. It's a bit like when... The BBC wipes away. What, what do you mean as you? Who, like what, what, what do you mean as they'll never speak to you again? It, it wasn't them that were <laughs> that were in Disneyland <laughs> Paris, unless they don't let kids push in front of me. Oh no, no, they hate me for other for reasons. reasons. All right. uh, so that, that's that's completely different. <laughs> uh, Let's just say there was an incident with uh, my wife getting hit in the face. My wife <laughs> getting hit in the, in the face with uh, a uh, a bra uh, fillet, um, and and we haven't spoken to them since. So, uh, um, yeah, happy days. Yeah, what, what, what point do I do <laughs> laugh about that? And, and I, on that bombshell, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, on, on, on that bombshell, I'll hit this button. Growing and, older and is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. I need a pack of pop scratchings right now. Mm. I could definitely go for some scampi fries. Yeah, there is no pub grub in here. We, we need no. pub, we need pub grub one night. Yeah, but but seeing as we've already been caught out, like not quite plagiarising, but accidentally doing it exactly the same time content as other podcasts, we we can't do food at the moment, surely. Really? <laughs> uh, I did not know about this potential lawsuit. I, it's it's not it, the fact that we both record at the same time. So unless we're listening in and recording at the same time. Thinking, let's talk about this. It's nice. <laughs> it's every chance. Excellent. <laughs> well, Benjamin, thank you once again. And oh, thank uh, you guys very much for having me. Good luck. No, yeah, it's great. Thank you. Yeah, great Thank project. you very much. Uh, speak to you all very shortly. <sighs> Bye all. Okay, have a Bye. good week. See oh, you guys. Oh, you the way out as well. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's finished. I haven't cut. I haven't cut out yet as well. This will go on at the end. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>